Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, guys, welcome back to a super COVID cutie special edition of Violating Community Guidelines. Um, Our one and only very special own co-host, Sarah, has COVID, so they're not with us right now. I'm literally going insane in this hotel room. I am so, I, we talked about this previously, but I'm so horny and just sad. Um, as, I don't know, dude, I'm in a bad place. <laughs> you know, manual masturbation, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know when you use your hand? I feel like I'm in the medieval times. Like, I'm sorry. I wanted to put, like, lipstick on. Never mind. I just can't. All right. So Hopping we're going to be talking about couch. faceless content creators today. Yeah, I just, oh, my God. It's a level of horny that I think few people have achieved. Very few people. Yeah. I, yeah, it's medical. I'm going to go to the ER it's again. So <laughs> just ask someone to touch me. Can someone touch me in some PPR, please? I've, I've got some aches down there. <laughs> if you could just rub a little bit. <laughs> please. I don't want to sexually harass hospital staff. Not again. No. Not, I can't go back. <laughs> Not again. All right. I, I, I can't go back. Um, but they won't let me. Yeah, sorry. Um, we're going to. All right. So, the, like Sarah said, the topic for today is faceless content creators or faceless content creation. Um, and this is just basically when there's an internet personality that we don't know their identity. They keep it concealed. Um, they're very private. And um, that's kind of the fun of it is you don't have this famous, well-known person. It's kind of a mystery. Um, and we yeah. do want to do a little disclaimer about VTubers. Sarah, if you want to take it away. 
Yes, VTubers um, is a virtual YouTuber. It's an online entertainer who uses a virtual avatar generated using computer graphics. Real-time motion capture software or technology are often, but not always, used to capture movement. Although similar VTubers act as a subcategory of faceless content. And then we're going to talk about um, faceless content creation in a much broader way. But VTubers will be very much like a separate episode. Yeah. Yes. And, and we don't want to confuse VTubers, faceless content crea- creators, and AI influencers. Although they're all very similar in the same vein of like anonymous internet persona. Um VTuber is a very specific thing that we will touch on at a later episode. So with all that being said, I want to take it back to its most primal definitions um, when it comes to a parasocial relationship, which we also are going to do another episode on later in the whatever. Um, Because that's very something very interesting that both Sarah and I experience while at the same time, um, ours are very different. So it, it'll be very, very interesting. Can I, it, yes. are we okay? Can we talk? Can I talk? No, you, you caught, you caught my stutter and now our audience is going to catch a stutter. Yeah. Oh dude, one Sorry. time I, I used to, I used to work at this place. Um, we had like an intern and um, I sat like next to him to work and he's like, whoa, don't get too close. And I was like, why? And he's like, cause I have acne. And I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? He, he thought acne was contagious. And I was like, Unless I put my face upon your face, mm-hmm. I probably like, you know. So yeah, the stutter is contagious. Right. Uh, from the way podcast. the dyslexia yes. is as well. Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> so let's go back to the 1950s. We all remember it very well. I know I do. <laughs> this is kind of the introduction of mass communication and parasocial interaction. Um, so think about in the 50s. This is like post-war time. It's after the expansion of television and research done from the 1950s found that a striking characteristic found in new mass media, which is radio, television, movies, things like that, is that they give the illusion of face-to-face relationships with the performer. The interaction characteristically is one-sided, controlled by the performer, and susceptible to mutual development. The performer can claim and achieve an intimacy with what are literally crowds of strangers, which Sarah and I can vouch for. <laughs> Just don't know them from Adam. Um, but it's ex- it's, it's a, an intimacy that's extremely influential and satisfying for the great numbers who willingly receive it and, and share in it. So there's benefits for both parties, us being the creators and the followers who receive the content and enjoy it. So from this era, we get the term parasocial, um, and this is the form of relationship that is modernly similar to that of YouTube content creators or TikTokers or whatever. If you attach your identity to your fave, you know, I mean, you guys get it. It's like a one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take away exactly. how kind of examples of what that parasocial relationship looks like through youtube specifically so um the uh, on youtube it gives the illusion that like we're kind of friends and while we do uh, like admire like we'll like you know our followers we're not actually your friends Mm -hmm. and so it's like when people like if i went on my channel and i said i love you guys i'm your friend like we're besties and it's not really like a good thing to do a lot because people actually really do take it literally 
But, um, you know, YouTubers will say stuff like, I'm just like you. I'm here for you guys. I love you guys. Realistically, a YouTuber is not actually there for you. If you break down on the side of the highway, we will not show up. And if we do, it's purely coincidental. <laughs> Trust me, it wasn't on purpose. Yes. <laughs> we are broken down as well. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's an interesting thing um, when it comes to, you know, the this concept of like, I'm here for you guys. And it makes me think of like, Ariana Grande has that song that's like, um, just call me, like I'll be there for you. Justin Bieber has a song like that. A lot of celebrity musicians do. And it's like, what does that mean? I mean, I know like in a broad, you know, metaphorical way, it's like my music is there for you whenever you need it. But it's like Ariana Grande is not on speed dial when I'm having a fucking mental episode. She's not. Like imagine She's if she was. Working. Dude, imagine if it was Ariana Grande working Suicide Hotline. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling sad? Yeah. <laughs> Just keep holding on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this parasocial relationship creates a lot of responsibility for the actual creator, though also creates a responsibility to the audience to respect the creator's boundaries. There are times when people really cross the line, like, like I know Brittany has definitely experienced this when I, and I really hate when people are depressed or sad, but sometimes I'll have people like reach out to me and be like, dude, I'm so sad. I don't know what to do with my life. You're the only person I can turn to. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, maybe that's not the truth. Yeah. And that kind of puts like a lot of pressure on us. It obviously sucks that you're in a horrible place. But I'm not like a licensed therapist, and I do appreciate that you find comfort in me. But if I were to respond, it would just be like any other person. You think I like I can offer any sort of therapeutic advice? I'm mentally ill. I'm, right, <laughs> right. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> the same boat. And I think that's a crazy thing. And I, a lot of this is going to be really like, I guess philosophical or kind of abstract. But it's this weird thing too of like they see in your case, you know, like you struggling with something in specific or me struggling with something specific that they can relate to, to a certain degree and reaching out and saying like, you are the only person that gets it, you know, that can help, etc. It's just because we've been public with it. You know what I mean? Like the average person is yeah. not on Instagram posting about how runny their shits are how they coughed up a green yeah. lug. It's just like the level of transparency that you and I have because it's our job and being relatable is yeah. a key characteristic to our personalities to relate it back to the topic, you know, mm -hmm. like that we are, are personified, relatable, real people that people treat like characters sometimes versus these faceless creators yeah. don't get that at all. Yeah, they're kind of like voice actors where like um, yeah. their voice actors are actors. But like if you like you probably would have to look up who voices SpongeBob and then like really look for him on the street. Like if you wanted to ever like find him. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about like the fame and the privacy payoff of being a faceless uh, content creator. I kind of wish I was faceless, mm. but I don't think it would work. I'm not smart enough to be a VTuber and... I don't know. I feel like if I was perceived as a man online, I would just excel. I would, oh, my too. life would be vastly better. Me too. Yeah. Or if, if I was just a genderless blob, like when I talked about working on brands 
everyone always assumed I was a man and they respected this corporation more than they've ever respected me. God, I miss it. God, every <laughs> single general. day, yeah. take me back. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, on my Jim and Stan account, I get a lot of, like, people don't really talk down to me. Yeah. They, I mean, I do uh, talk to a lot of people who are out of their mind. But we don't disrespect each other based on sex, and it's really refreshing. That that's nice. <laughs> you get judged rather on other characteristics of your personality and your being, not just your gender. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, as an example me. of loss of privacy, um, many fans, as we know, show mm. up to creators' houses with the argument that they made that creator famous and they owe them something for that. Which is fucked. I mean, like, just put it simply. But at the same time, you know, what's the flip side of that coin? Is there validity to that argument? Like, we wouldn't be successful without an audience that would die for you, you know? That is true, but I don't think anyone should ever show up to anyone's house. Um, especially women or people who are, like, a vulnerable uh, part of the population. I know I saw, like, a couple times on TikTok... People showed up to like James Charles' house, mm -hmm. and I know that he may be a rat bastard in some people's minds, but um, he still doesn't deserve that because at the end of the day, he's just a twink. And if someone wanted to be violent or homophobic, they could just simply bring out a baseball bat. Yeah, I mean it's and it's very frightening. That would not end well. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Jenna and Julian experienced this as well. I'm not sure how often. I know that people did show up to like their front doorstep and they thought it was a completely normal thing to do. Can you, but I can't even put my mind like in the shoes of someone who would do that. Cause I have definitely obsessed over people, but at no point 
when I show up to their house. And you know what it is? Like, what's even, even more was, fucked is that it's parents driving the kids to these craters' houses. Can my daughter get a picture? Can my son yeah. get a picture? You are on my front doorstep. Go away. Yeah. It is deranged to think that. I mean, even if I was like going through a horrible breakup, I mean, I might show up to my ex's house, but whatever. But like, it would like, have to rewalk be. Really quick. I, okay. I, to show, if I was going to show up at anyone's house unannounced, we would have to be months within a romantic relationship. Right. And that is the only thing, the only, or we are best friends. But I guess maybe in these people's minds, since it is a parasocial relationship, they assume that we are best friends. Right. It, it's yes. it's one thing, it's like when you eliminate that aura of it being threatening in any sense, uh-huh. then it's fine, I guess. You know, yeah, like surprising your romantic partner or your best friend when it's like a 13-year-old being driven by their deranged mother to yeah. your home for the sole <laughs> intent of getting a picture, saying hi and hanging out, go to prison. You belong in jail. That yeah. is insane. Like, can your deranged mother drive us to Sarah and Brittany's house? Because, uh, but your, but my deranged mother would drive us home. You know, <laughs> it's like we're like a trip to like the movies, the mall, <laughs> the Sarah and Brittany mall. Slushies and hang out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a no loitering <laughs> sign outside of our door because too many teenagers are loitering. We get like a hose. Uh, that's Brittany she's got her pellet gun again she's hitting the kids out of the front window and then we search our names on Twitter Sarah and Brittany shot me with a BB gun and sprayed me with a hose not clickbait (laughs) why would they do that (laughs) yeah so um when a creator has a channel or content based on relatability and their own personality, there's an inherent belief from fans that feel an entitlement or ownership over the creator's own person. Um, although there is a conversation to be had in regard to how much influence fans have over a direct. Yeah. I, so I would say that fans have as much power as we do as a collective whole. Um, you know what I mean? Cause I always, people always tell like content creators, they have like obligations or like it's unethical for like me to like quote retweet someone because then I stick my audience on that person. But I also think that like fans can also do that to content creators as well. When you like fans can like dogpile in a comment. Yeah. Like in a comment section. And then it becomes like, it equals like the power that we have. Cause like now we have, if, if I misspeak on something, I'm probably going to have like 2,000 people in my comment section saying the same thing over and over again. And at a certain point, that would be like overwhelming for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I do have ADHD and I'm getting tested for autism because I have had sensory issues. And that can actually like shut me down. Mm-hmm. Like you, like the audience does have like the same amount of power as we do. Yeah. I, I think that audiences also have a like different obligations and i think that for the most part it's put the burden is put on there when comment sections and audiences can easily be derailing as well if i'm being held accountable like and i can't dogpile on someone even if they may deserve it i think that we also should start holding fans accountable because sure one individual fan can is not like that does not have the same amount of power as i do 
But if you go through like a comment section, you can see like literally hundreds to thousands of people will comment the same thing or like have a, a negative reaction to something. And then that can easily overwhelm the content creator as well. So I think that there's just two parts to it. Yes. There definitely is. And I feel like th that's becoming more of a conversation, especially, I mean, specifically mm -hmm. I'm talking about Twitter and TikTok. Those are the places where it happens the most for creators is it, it's easy for everyone to have an opinion, everyone to share, you know, have their part in yeah. the story of bringing you down or you bringing someone else down for being a shithead. I mean, it's all, those are the main two platforms, but we say all this and we bring all of this up and our personal experiences to segue into is the rise of faceless content creators related to the negative factors of that parasocial relationship. Um, faceless content creators can yeah. take off that mask of their persona and blend into the crowd, which is a s power that we don't have. So maintaining their privacy while yes. reaping the benefits of fame is kind of the market that these faceless creators have cornered. And I wanted to bring up, which we talked about this with um, furries and things like that, um, is it's escapism. Corpse yeah. husband has cornered the market. I mean, you know, people lust after him. He gets to take that mask off. He, the voice is really all we know, like you said, voice actors. And that's really all it is. It's another form of online escapism. Yeah, because I mean, you can imagine whatever face Corpse has. He just has a really sexy voice. So it's kind of, I, I want to know what people like think he looks like mm -hmm. at, on an individual basis. Cause it's kind of like when you read fan fiction and they describe like the, how the character like looks at, or just like reading a book. And then you like come up with how the character like looks in your head. And then you watch the movie. You're like, that's not what I was right. thinking. What if Corpse is just like, like a sexy voice and he just looks like yeah. Pete Davidson, like <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's just Michael Sarah with a voice filter on <laughs> his corpse husband. <laughs> I literally think that's how it is. Like they, yeah. and you know what? He never ever has to reveal his face. No, he doesn't. And people what if are he's, I don't mean to be. Yeah, exactly. What if he's? I'm not going to say anything. But what if he's unattractive? You know, it doesn't matter. Because know, like you said, busted. yeah, it's it's the beauty of anonymity is he never has to reveal it and people are still attracted to him and like him for the content that he creates and he produces because he's a he makes music. He's a gamer. Yeah. I mean, like, mm -hmm. that's lovable stuff in and of itself. You never even have to look at the person, you know, so yeah. I think that um, I just have to throw this in there because it's my current obsession. I love Orville Peck. He's all I think about. And I think I feel like this kind of falls under that is Orville Peck. Yeah, that's his name. Yes, he shared his he's a gay country singer for those who don't know. And he wears a mask that all of his masks have fringe sewn into them to cover up his mouth. No one has ever seen like the bridge of his nose. He, You can see his eyes and his mouth and like his jaw. But it, it's like that's his drag, essentially. And I think mm -hmm. that it, that is such an interesting concept, you know, of like you put on this mask or this persona to really be your true self so crazy mm -hmm. i love Overwatch. it must be so freeing it must be so freeing he's like the yes. batman of country music <laughs> he is. 
the gay Batman of country he's, music. Yeah, he's like the Phantom of the Opera. No, it's really. just like I feel like when you you don't have the burden of your face. That is, it must be so so freeing. Dude, That's such a good I way to separate, put it. Yeah, like you don't have to reveal your true identity, and like I, I feel like it also cuts like insults in half. Yeah, like with corpse husband. Like, if you think about anything that someone could say to, like, insult me, like, you're ugly, you look like a, like a bridge troll, like, Rumpelstiltskin, like, that sort of thing. I don't think anyone's ever said that. Please don't start saying it. Please, um, please, that is not, not really an with... invite to start commenting that. Please, please, please. I'm not good at riddles. Okay, um, but I, they, if I could not show my face or, like, anything about my physical appearance, I feel like that would cut all the insults and in half. You couldn't call me ugly anymore right yeah also be like I feel your like, voice sounds stupid right but that's and what are they gonna say that to a corpse husband your yeah. voice is so sexy and hot and turns me on you're so dumb no <laughs> yeah i don't i mean god damn he does have a really nice voice he does and i'll admit that have you ever watched his stuff mm, i've listened to his music i like his music have you ever watched he sings. He's a like a like oh, a spooky so it's rapper. Just like, oh, spooky rapper like Halloween rap. Yep. <laughs> Does he rap about like goblins and like ghosts and ghouls? He sings that or, like, song. No, what? No, what? He did. Choke me till you hate me when you love me. Low key want to date me when you fuck me. That's him. It's him. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know That's that. I thought when you said spooky rapper, he's in like a, you know, like a Peanuts costume <laughs> rapping about like zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to be what I was talking okay. about. But I get it. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like and then, what you were saying about, you know, when you remove the capability to insult someone based on their looks or their gender or their race or their voice or anything like that. Um, which also I feel like as the internet, we're moving slowly away from that because we're giving that less power because it's just, it's been done. Uh We've heard it. It's the tried and true insult. You're fat, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. We're slowly dismantling all of this stuff of like, women don't owe you pretty. Fat phobia is a thing. Like Western beauty standards versus the rest of the fucking world's beauty standards. You know, like all of those things are slowly being brought to the surface and dismantled and i i think that it's a cool thing to watch and be party to but at the same time it's cool to be on the flip side of it like when people hurl those insults at you it's like that really doesn't like get to me the way that it did when i was in the sixth grade you know yeah yeah it's like um it's crazy also like they are there's not as many comments maybe it's because like we don't have like a straight male audience and i feel like that they're pretty yeah ruthless with like hateful shit um but i think now that the comments that are mean are getting more creative yeah. like they're passive yeah. aggressive sort of comments yeah. they're not like you're ugly it's just like you're so brave yeah uh, you you wear a size uh, size 10 that is so brave i would you. never have your confidence yeah i would love to shop online as much as you have to <laughs> It's like that's the comments now it's like yeah. damn dude and then they're like it's like framed as you know i just dude there is a girl who keeps asking me if i have pcos and having pcos is not a bad thing but she uses the side effects of like you know facial hair and that sort of thing to like 
insult me. Dude. So she just like makes new accounts and she frames it as I care, you know, like I have PCOS and I just think that your face is so hairy. Oh, and I'm like, shit. that is such a, she, she like zooms in on any selfie I post with my mustache. This is why I hate people commenting on my mustache. But see, there's nothing wrong with having that. But right. like the the insults at a certain point become more creative because it's not, you know, people will get called out if they comment like ugly on people's like Instagram posts. Yeah. And yeah. thank God I'm, we're not models because the shit they say oh, to models dude. is absolutely deranged. Well, and it's almost <laughs> like it's deranged, but like. Well, I don't want to say which one is worse because there's clearly one that's worse. But it's like, would you rather be praised for being brave just because of how you look? <laughs> or would you rather be yeah. so hot and so attractive to literally everyone that it's just hate jealous comments and people are like, she's too skinny. Fuck you. Da-da. Yeah. You know, it's like both are bad, but one is just a little bit more <laughs> hurtful. <laughs> one cuts a little deeper. Than just being called a yeah, slut because you're skinny. Yeah, ours is like, we're just, we're not even like, it's not even about our looks, but it, it's crazy that we're just like brave for existing. <laughs> That's so insane. We- <laughs> Dude, imagine going to anyone, like up to anyone, like on the subway or on a bus and be like, I love what you're doing here. And then yeah. just like walk away or like, hey, I see you. Yeah. That's really cool. You're valid. You wore that outside. You that is so or like you like look them up and down you're like this is camp you're so brave and then stanley talk about that all the time of like if we were to be out somewhere and we would see someone dressed in like complete 2009 2010 like shutter shades neon striped like suspenders fingerless gloves like seen hair all that like going up to them and being like that's so camp you're so post post irony postmodernism. like you're so smart but that's just how they dress like that's so insulting because yeah. to us it's like oh that's I a would bit. do that to literally yeah that's like how i felt when i was driving through delaware i was like dude these people i don't know if okay there is something very cool and like about having your own style and if that happens to be shutter shades and scene hair that's cool as shit but sometimes you'll yeah but i think since that era of like dress is so recent but it's not like y2k it's like you don't know if this person is so far behind on friends or they or this is like them dressing very seriously they're in like the twilight zone of fashion and that's what delaware is (laughs) if you've ever driven through it that's so specific it is like new jersey if new jersey never got out of 2011 yeah yeah Interesting. i'm sorry people from hey, delaware all my delaware all the delaware followers you're doing the lord's work <sighs> or something all seven of them are taking off their shutter shades right now just in shame <laughs> just crying ring them so yes. this is um this is Stanley's words. Um, well, there's a whole section of, you know, talking about like that the future of the internet is faceless. The sentiment of showing your face or not online stems from malice, jealousy, envy, distaste, all of the things we racism, ageism, misogyny, whatever. Um, and these are Stanley's words. 
many content creators who were dumb enough <laughs> to show their dumb, stupid, cringe faces get upset about faceless content creators because their baby brains didn't think to do it themselves. And now they can't go to Trader Joe's and cry with their whittle thumbs in their mouths? Is baby going to cry? Is baby going to piss their pants? Those are Stanley's words. And he's got a really point. went in. He did, and he's got a point. Yeah, he does have a point. If you could be faceless, would you choose to be faceless? Yeah. If you could still make your, yeah, you could Absolutely. make your comedy work. Yes. <laughs> Voice memos of farts from the toilet. Yeah, I would do a a a gender neutralizing um uh voice uh modulator i would never show my face and i would have people draw fan art of what they think i look like bitch fucking that is a perfect opportunity to be a furry i would literally just be a famous furry online my face is my fucking fursuit just buy a fursuit and start from ground zero don't even like ever link yeah just be a furry online if you see me make a fourth tiktok account you mind your fucking business it's my furry account that would actually be super, super funny. I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, I think since your voice is, like, pretty, like, cool, I mean, you can, like, sing and do accents. I feel like it would be really uh, – you could probably pull it off. Also, I'm thinking um, – I don't think you people realize how gendered they speak, that, like, uh, how gendered, like, we do speak. Because, mm. I mean, like, you could alter your voice and make it, like, gender neutral. But at some point, you're going to be like, my nips touch my knees. <laughs> and then people will be like – does this person have gynecomastia or is this a woman? <laughs> and you just got to throw them off your scent. Yeah. Never, hey, keep them guessing. My balls itch and my nipples touch my stomach. What about that? And my pubes grow down to my knees. <laughs> and I haven't cut my toenails but in I six months. Like- you're making yourself sound too interesting looking that I would like really try to, I would try to find you just to see what it's like. I've got to see what this person looks like. Yeah. My butt teeth and thick arm hair. It's like, what do you look like? Where do you live? <laughs> yeah, that's, um. what would yours be if you were anonymous? Um, I don't know. I think I'd just be like a gay man. I would just say very gay man phrases. Yeah. Because I can't pull it off naturally. If there was like a voice changer, I would just be the gayest man in the entire world. Hey, It'd be downright slay. offensive, actually. <laughs> I would be a yes. downright problem. You would have to remove me. Um, well, um, additionally, there is a question as to whether these faceless content creators don't show their face because they're insecure. But mm-hmm. I would like say by and, opera. Right. Right. They're hiding some yes. hideous like uh mutilation scar. scar. Yeah. Um yeah. or they just want to be anonymous. And I think that, that I would mm-hmm. say by and large that's more what it is, is protecting their own privacy and then that becomes sort of like a spectacle in itself, you know, of like, well, why are they wearing a mask? Why haven't they shown their face? Why this? Why that? And then that becomes their identity is that, oh, they just accept it. Yeah. Marshmallow, uh, Daft Punk, who the fuck else? You just accept it. You accept that these people don't have identities. Sure, you can Google it. Who is Daft Punk? It's two fucking mm-hmm. Swedish dudes or whatever. But like that is so much less interesting than these two futuristic robotic DJ producer dudes that... You know, you can invent their backstory in your mind and all that. I, that That is the fun. 
Yes. It's kind of like Sia a little bit too, mm-hmm. like with the hair. I feel like her face is always obscured. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about Daft Punk and them as well. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how that affects like in traditional media because we're talking about social media. I assume they get treated the same as like voice actors where you'd have to like talk to them to realize that they are famous or who they say they are. Right. But there, yeah. there's a beauty in that. And I, I've, you know, I didn't talk to, I met Orville Peck <laughs> and I am going to talk about Orville Peck again. Um, I think about that all the time because he has very recognizable tattoos, but no one knows yeah. really what his face looks like. So he could go out in public, take the fucking mask and cowboy hat off and wear a long sleeve shirt yeah. and no one would really know who he is. That is so crazy to be this like international famous musician who has like millions of adoring fans and you can just like take your mask off and go outside and no one knows who you are. Oh my God. Did you, when you hung out with him, did he take it off at all? Or he kept it on the entire time? Yeah, he keeps it on the whole time. Like I, I he, even with his band, he doesn't really take it off. Can you imagine, like, if he's at, like, a concert venue and he has, like, you know, life-altering shits? And so, you know, like, you take off all your clothes, but he's just in the mask and no clothes. <laughs> the fringe just tickling his his naked knees while he's shitting in a public restroom. Just a wipe and it touches his ball sack. Oh, it dips in the toilet water. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Damn it. And it's just, like, it's just, like, wet in the middle. <laughs> just, like, wet fringe. Orville, you smell like shit. It is shit. I dipped it in the toilet by accident. It is kind of interesting that Stanley wrote, um, there's a question of whether faceless content creators don't show their face because they're self-conscious. And then you say, like, you thought they might be disfigured. I don't. I I don't know whose mind would immediately be like, I think, um, I was going to say Chris Rock. <laughs> like, Orville Peck has a big scar across his forehead. Yeah. And that's why it's like, yeah, no, I think he just don't, wants his anonymity protected. Yeah. And I think that there is so, a beauty in that. And it's a strange thing that people just, like, all of a sudden respect that like why is it yeah that is so strange that anonymous creators get more respect than like personalities online that is so yeah, if i were to at any point say please don't comment on my physical appearance it's almost like people will be like compelled to yes but corpse is like don't try to find out who i am and like suddenly the world has like a you know, sworn guys, like guys, taking oath hey, of silence. Leave him alone. He wants to be private. Also, he's a man, so that's different. People respect men more than women. Yeah. Period. That is true. Um, so there has been a rise of faceless content creators in the past three to five years. Um, faceless content creation has almost been washed onto a point where it's no longer even yeah. part of discussion. It's just part of the regular content creation. Mm-hmm. I know like Corpse was just like for the first four months or six months, he was just like, don't look up my face. I'm not. It was just about like how he doesn't have a face. And now it's just like he can create content and people really aren't that curious. I mean, if they yeah. are curious, they're not as vocal about it anymore so now whether or not a creator decides to show their face is no longer a demanding topic desire or discussion among um audience members although there may be an everlasting desire to dox popular faceless content creators by searching and finding their identity the term use and group of faceless youtubers has grown so large that it no longer acts as the defining factor of someone's content wild is that like i think it also is smart that he didn't use his real name 
Yeah. Because, I mean, you could look him up, you know, um, his high school yearbook or something like that. And that that Mm -hmm. also, yeah, removes that idea of, oh my god, I went to middle school with and he doesn't show his face. Here's what he looked like in fifth grade. It's like, no, you don't do that because they created a stage name. That's so smart. We should start mm-hmm. it's over. It's like his yearbook photo is just like, we should. We should swap identities. No, I think it's kind of funny. The idea of his yearbook photo is just his neck down. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been anonymous. It's just blurred. <laughs> yes. It's like um, from Home Improvement, that show where the neighbor doesn't have a face. It's yeah. just always Tim Allen talking over the fence and just like the top of his eye. <laughs> yeah. That's just Corpse's entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So what and began? So then what began? Oh. Jinx, you owe me a <laughs> Sorry, soda. do you want to read it? Jinx, you owe me a lifetime of happiness. Jinx, you owe me health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to kiss. Oh, sorry. Um, you go. You go. No, uh, uh, you go. So what- sorry. What began as a convenient way for content creators to steal their identity, it may have sparked a new direction of where the future of content creation is heading. Audience members love being involved in the content they consume, like the rise of Twitch. And there's an untapped market of fictional characters of creators, like the rise of VTubers. And the audience members know these VTubers are actually real, but don't make the interaction with them. It doesn't make the interaction with them any less exciting. What I think is kind of interesting, though, is like... Say if you have no face or people don't know your race, I don't like, do you feel still like having a large platform? Do you feel compelled to like talk about issues that affect you? And would that, would talking about those issues kind of give you away if like, you know, you're like, I'm I think, like yeah. gay or like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if any of these faceless content creators have spoken up about certain issues. And if they have, I'd like to see how they skirt around, like, suggesting that they are a part of a community or maybe they just, like, care for the community. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting thing to bring up because I'm thinking about personally, like, what are the things, what are some of the causes and beliefs that I really hold dear to my heart and, you know, like, really fully support? And it's things like, you know, Black Lives Matter or things like the LGBTQ plus community. It's like I'm in no way really personally affiliated, but it's something I deeply care about. And I I deeply care about like trans rights and trans access to health care and all that stuff. And I, I vote for that stuff, but that doesn't affect me as a person. And so I think that it more speaks to their character, I guess, what they choose to promote or speak about yeah which is another way mm-hmm. to to secure loyalty you know like from your fans it's yeah. like, oh they give a shit they care yeah okay i would just i mean i would just assume that like if say like one of these people like faceless content creators we do only have male examples like say with like the roe v wade stuff like there was a female faceless like and she maybe she doesn't want to give away that she's a woman because being a woman online is a pain in the fucking dick right right uh, so i don't like would she would she just say that she doesn't support what's going on or would she like would she cut out the part where it's like this would affect me this is why i care and that sort of thing i just i think that's something interesting that i'd love to see how faceless content creators deal with like social issues and just how they address it and if they incorporate their own personal experiences at all that yeah it's a good question and also maybe we're thinking about it too personally because 
that's the whole point is they're anonymous like they are yeah. content creators they're not pers they're not public figures the way that you and i are where because mm -hmm. because the audience has deemed you this 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 and this you should therefore use your platform to talk about this 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 and this they're anonymous no one's yeah. casting those expectations onto them you're a twitch streamer fucking play a video game you know what i mean like why are the demands so much less they're still real people yeah. the way that we're real people. It's a wild, actual, insane concept to talk about. It really is because then, because most content creators or like public figures like us, there is an obligation to address certain social issues. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that like there's not that pressure or that type of pressure on them as well. Because I mean, I obviously believe that women should have access to abortions, mm -hmm. but I'm a fucking dipshit. Like, even if I spoke up on it, I wouldn't speak eloquently, you know, like I'd be like, ah, my choice. Right. And that would be the extent of like my, what my brain could produce. So it's crazy that like, even like we're absolute buffoons and we're expected to speak so eloquently on a yeah. lot of things. And yeah. these people who are faceless don't really have that pressure simply because like they're faceless. Yeah. I think it goes back to just human beings are so cruel to each other. Like always at the they end are. of the day, like when it comes down to internet culture and, and when we talk about hate online and sending hate online and trolling, it all comes down to, we just fucking are so miserable. We have to take it out on each other. Yeah. And I think that uh, <laughs> Corpse Husband is not a fair target because you don't know that much mm -hmm. about him. Therefore, you can't attack him. You know, you could yeah. only lust after but him. They but can I wonder if he gets tired of being like overly sexualized. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, just your voice is so sexy. That is crazy that your vo your voice is like so fucking hot that millions of people are like, yeah, yeah. I want to follow you. That's wild. There is not one single thing about me that is so insanely hot. <laughs> like I literally asked the person, I, I asked the person I was talking to, what is the sexiest part about me? And they said my eyes. And I said, <laughs> You're, that is, no, that that's when you know, that's when you know that there's nothing good about you is your when they say your eyes. Yeah, like... <laughs> You have the best eyes. Everyone has eyes. What's special about me? Yeah. Oh, that's such a slap in yeah. the face. What's the hottest part about yeah. me? Your sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just call me Fuggo, bitch. Like, please. Compliment. Like, say, like, my legs or my arms or something. Give me something. Something to like, work with. Or, like, when someone's like, I really like your smell. It's like, that is something that I put on me. That is not even me. Yeah. Please compliment me. You don't want to smell so my I real would... smell. <laughs> you are, I you promise don't you. Smell you don't want to smell me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to smell my pheromones. It smells like onions. You want to know how I got this smell? <laughs> I didn't buy So then... <laughs> Um, so did you know that, um, why your siblings don't smell like good to you is to prevent inbreeding. Like that's why like you like other people's pheromones, but you don't like your siblings cause you're not supposed to be attracted to them to like prevent inbreeding. You know, I feel like I'm a little ahead of the curve on that cause I'm not up in my, my siblings armpits just sniffing around. You know what I mean? I'm a little yeah. ahead of the curve there. And my yeah. And my sister's not my type, so it doesn't even matter right. how she smells. Right. And that's yeah. valid. Uh, dude, so, I have this horrible joke that I'm at. 
Wait, go I have it, a horrible joke. I'm going to tell everyone now. So my brother is adopted. Um, he is my second cousin in real life. And I always tell people, you know, we could have children. And I tell people I would never do that, though, because I'm a lesbian. And everyone. <laughs> like that's the only reason. Everyone's, everyone's like, that's your only hang up. And I'm like, no, that's the joke. And Jake has asked me to stop telling that joke. Um, so that's and the last won't. time I'm saying it. Yep. And the request has been denied. Keep it in the podcast. He'll just yell at me later. (laughs) Hey, we don't listen to men's opinions anyway. No, we don't. He's a straight man. So the YouTube platform, do you want to talk about that? In relation to faceless content? Yeah, I mean, YouTube has achieved ubiquity as the de facto video platform for amateur content just in general. And its maturation as a platform can be seen through a collection of social norms, audience expectations, and politics, all of which weave themselves into the techno-social fabric of digital life. That's a beautiful sentence. As such, Uh, certain practices... Techno-social fabric of digital life. Wow. That's beautiful, Stanley. As such, certain practices... Oh, he copy and pasted this shit. Don't, Don't give him credit. As such, certain practices that regulate the flow of information have become normalized across a certain subset of YouTube channels. And so that being said, well, we know that a lot of this content lives on YouTube. Like, the ability to really get to know a content creator has to come from YouTube. Twitter, surface level. TikTok, surface level. YouTube, you get in the nitty gritty of who these people are. Even if they're anonymous, you learn a lot about them. Um, There is an I do have an example of someone on Twitter who's done anonymous pretty well. It's Drill. Um, yeah. If any of you know Drill from Twitter, yep. he's like he made like Twitter comedy popular. No one's seen his face, but he's consistently been churning out ten years on Twitter, and he's just a faceless content creator. And yep. I would say that that's the probably the one Twitter example. Like, actually, it's very easy to be anonymous on Twitter as yep. like a content creator. I wouldn't say that people know you, and they probably don't follow you as much because i had a friend who did like just twitter jokes and he's like i really want to like grow my platform what should i do and i was like you got to post your face you have to like people have to put a voice to a face because then you just become an avatar that's churning out jokes and you're not really like seen as an individual yeah we're in this wave of content creation online that is so heavy in relatability and being real and this that Mm -hmm. and the other and We've talked about this before. It's why you and I have careers almost, you know? I mean, we're we're very funny people, but the relatability factor, the realness that we bring to the comedy and being transparent about things that are going on in our lives, people really appreciate that. Because, I mean, who were the creators of the past? I mean, the Jake Paulers of of YouTube, where it's just like the David Dobricks, you know, these insane larger than life personalities that are doing parties and tricks and pranks and gags that are so out of this world to the point where it's not even like yeah. it's like what the fuck am i watching jackass it's not like yeah. <laughs> I, it's this return back to i want to see people at their simplest just living mm-hmm. it's why lifestyle youtubers yeah, have like- careers yeah yeah it's like how um if you'll notice like there are certain YouTube channels that do film in like a professional studio, but it's almost like you like the people where it's like clunky a little bit more. Yep. Like you like when there's like 
you know, you can see like your laundry in the back yeah. or, you know, it's not bright lighting or, you know, a car goes by. Right. It just because it makes them seem imperfect and human. And there's something I feel like there's less and less uh, YouTube channels where there's actual professional like studio setups. It's yeah, just because it's agree. not as interesting to watch. Yeah, it's really not. And the market was so oversaturated. And I think COVID really changed it because during yeah. COVID, we really saw the wealth gap. We saw the wealth gap in its most ugly form. And so now seeing these yeah. massive displays of wealth and the all white kitchens that you're making your little appetizers in, it's like no one fucking cares. Yeah. And also I resent you for having that while, you know, like my dad lost his job and this, that and the other. It's like that really changed things. And so in this post COVID world, seeing that relatability of like, I now have this mental illness, this mental illness. I was d diagnosed with this. Like I struggle with this. That is almost, it is a comfort. And so we can't get mad at people yeah. when they're like, you're my only. It's like, I get how in your reality, that's probably true to you. Yeah. You know? I know people definitely like on our YouTube channel, like, I don't know why this, everyone on our YouTube channel seems to be going through it. Always. Like there will be like people like, I'm sick or I got hit by a car and I got hit by a car and I'm sick. And it's like, <laughs> this time. is the only thing that, that got me through this week. And I'm like, dude, I, it, it's crazy how like we are absolute buffoons, but it makes people happy. Yeah. You know, I know that like at the, at the core of this, we're not saying anything super profound and no. we're not actually, we're just making jokes and that's enough to like cause someone's like suffering for like an hour. And you know, what, and then what a, a special superpower that is, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I really try to zoom out sometimes and, you know, like when it gets overwhelming or when it's like, I don't think I'm funny. I'm like imposter syndrome sets in. It's like that doesn't fucking yeah. matter because what you think about yourself doesn't matter. It's what you're doing that helps, you know, the people watching. And I think that returning to that concept is really helpful sometimes, especially for mm -hmm. this podcast. I mean, it's just, we're talking about yeah. usually cum, poop, sometimes piss. Yeah. Um, yeah, like cum assholes, farts. Cum farts, blood farts, um, burping chunks. Mm -hmm. I think that you ever really had helps a cum the. Fart? <laughs> you ever had a, You ever cum farted? I haven't cum farted in years. Oh, that's so crazy. Now you bring it up. That's like, <laughs> oh, it just, it just sloths right out of you. Okay. That's really crazy. I haven't had a comfort in years. I coughed last night in my bed, pissed. I'm like a pregnant woman. I had to wash my sheets. I don't know what it is. You have to put a towel down. Dude, I've been sleeping on towels the past couple nights because I sweat so heavily in my sleep. Oh my God. I was hooking up with someone and they woke me up the next morning and they told me that I snore and I talk in my sleep. That's you. I didn't know that I snore. <laughs> I know. I was like, Wait, no, 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 no. Do you know how many people I've had sex with recently <laughs> that they slept over? I, I snored in front of all those people, and they said, when I talk in my sleep, it's just so angry. And I'm like, I'm mm. not angry. I, that's so crazy to think about. It's like how, you know, when you someone takes a picture of you from the side, and then you see yeah. your side profile. It's like I'm seeing my side profile for the first time. Oh, like, no. I'm realizing, like, I fart and, <laughs> I and fart talk too. and snore. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> This whole time, I thought you've just like had people in your room. It's just you talking to yourself. 
just me talking in the middle of the night to myself. <laughs> She's yelling. <laughs> I filled up your furry <laughs> You thought that, wait, you thought I was screaming for help? <laughs> I was like, they're just having fun. <laughs> Sarah's got a girl over. Just... I'm just screaming for help. <laughs> <laughs> They're just having a little sleepover. Oh, God. It burns. It burns. Those lesbians. I don't know what they're doing in there. Crazy folks. All right. I want to talk about the history of faceless content. Um, All right. Because it is interesting. Still very interesting. It is. So anonymity has been explored since the internet granted such communicative affordances. It has a strong correlation with the online disinhibition effect, which is a phenomenon in which users more readily volunteer information more boldly than they would in a face-to-face -face situation. Duh. Keyboard warriors. Uh, and yeah, I need to read that sentence again because there were so many big words. Yeah, it was a good one. Anonymity has yes, explored since the internet granted such communicative affordances. It is a strong correlation with the online distance. A phenomenon which uses more readily volunteer information more boldly. Yeah, dude, when I'm on Instagram Live, I tell people shit I shouldn't. But you, it's only you because. You post Instagram stories sometimes, and I'm like, I can't believe she posted that. <laughs> it's just so. Yeah, it's just so raw and personal. But I think that that's both of our brands. So, like, it yeah. just shocks me only because it's like. I, I don't see anyone else posting that level of vulnerability. Dude, maybe I'm just not self-aware and I gotta like really work on, like just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that I'm in good, like it's a good thing. Maybe I should cut back. Cause like maybe sometimes it's it kind of crazy. Like, yeah, like I'll talk about like, you know, an issue that's deeply personal to me. And then in the next one, I'm checking for moles on my back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it, I gotta really learn how to use a private stories. Um, <laughs> you really probably should. I, you know what, man? I'm really gonna I'm I'm gonna look inwards today because I posted some really horny stuff on Instagram just now. Yeah. I'm really regretting it. It's either um, I, I, the waves of your content on via Instagram stories specifically are you're so horny you're um about to combust. Um, you're reparenting yourself. You're um, having um, anxiety about something coming up. It's any of those yeah. three in, in very various forms. But all of those things are incredibly relatable things. So yeah. you may think you're oversharing, which probably you are. But also, like, I'm sure you get floods of DMs that are like, I'm going through the same thing. I do it too. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm horny, anxious, and deeply traumatized. And that's the majority of my comments. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's why people don't hit on me. Because they always think that I'm going through some sort of like emotional state. Well, are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my parents abandoned me. And then people, why would people respond to that with, at least you're hot? Like, yeah. Would, would you like to come suck me? <laughs> would you feel less lonely if I was there right now? What would Naked? you do if I was there? You're like, be horny. Fix it. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't even know if I could hook up with someone from who like slid into my DMs. I feel like that'd be too uncomfortable. Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah. I, but also... You don't hook up with people. I don't hook up with people because it makes me feel sad and empty. 
Yeah, I can imagine with... That is crazy. My slutty period as a lesbian is a lot more fulfilling because even if I don't text the person back, like I feel like feel like respected as a human being. I was also a mm. slut when I was straight. And that I'm not saying it was bad. It just was I felt like I was used a lot of the time. Uh, I can that's understand. what it is. I don't want to be a fucking fleshlight. Go buy a fleshlight. You know? Yeah. I, I have feelings. That is true. Well, anyway, moving on. Um so furthermore, this anonymous anonymous okay, here we go. Ready? Anonymity? And yes. Um, anonymity. Anonymity. Or this invisibility has been shown to interact with anonymity to encourage the online disinhibition effect. What are we talking about, dude? I don't know. This is like taking the SAT, which I didn't finish. Yeah, I I can't finish that sentence. I just just forgot where I was for a second. That's a lot of big words. Yep. Furthermore, this invisibility has shown to interact with anonymity to encourage the online disinhibition effect, both in toxic and pro-social instances. Why did he think that we would understand this? (laughs) You got way too much faith in us, Stanley. I literally don't know how long it takes for Pluto to circle the sun, and he's making me read this sentence. Does anyone? We have already established we have a very very minimal if not subpar understanding of the solar system american politics the government mm. what medications i should be taking hey health insurance medic yeah. medicine i have no idea Dude, how nutrition car- works what the fuck is yeah, a macronutrient my- yeah, what are what are probiotics? Also, um, I don't. I've literally my car registration is so expired. It is the color of next year's registration. So like, it's so expired that it looks like I'm ahead of the game. I don't know how. Like, whenever I go to the DMV, it's always something new. Like, I have like the wrong forms, or I should have requested this like a month ago. I just don't understand yeah. the DMV to a point where I don't even drive. Yeah, and it yeah. is concerning, and I'll admit that. Yeah, and I've never returned an item of clothing because I don't know how mail works. I don't. (laughs) I don't know what the difference between USPS, FedEx, and UPS is. Why do you go to each one? Yeah, I I literally like there is a post office box across uh, the street from us, but I don't know if I can put anything in it. And what the fuck is a stamp? Why do you need a stamp? And how many stamps do I need? And why are they expensive? Why does the cost of a stamp correlate with anything going on in the government? I don't fucking get it. Why can't I read Britney's mail? We live at the same house. Why is that a felony? When I steal your Amazon boxes, why do you beat me up? We'll never know. One time at the last apartment, um, we had like just moved in together. And I got a notification that I had a package. I didn't realize it was for the apartment, not just for me. And I went downstairs and I got yeah. it out of the Amazon thing and I brought it back up and I opened it and it was a foot peel mask. And I was like, who the fuck sent this to me? Who's being rude? And then I read the thing and it said Sarah showered. And I said, oh, Sarah ordered this and I opened her fucking mail. And then I remember putting it on the table. Yeah, I, I did it multiple times. And I was like, that's for you. I just wanted to open it. <laughs> I just love opening boxes. At least it wasn't like when I ordered my taser and I got like a, I, that's the most tame thing that you could probably open that I ordered. Yeah. 
So it's for the best. Yeah. Purple dildo, taser, foot peel, and <laughs> what? Mac and cheese? I don't know. Tony Clippers. Tony Hey guys, we're gonna be like doing a, an unboxing of my roommate's mail. I <laughs> 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 would be opening my roommate's tax documents. <laughs> You're just reading it like someone's not on their parents' health insurance anymore. You Ooh, pulled it. <laughs> someone's in the red. <laughs> you try like my makeup on and then you put it back in the package. <laughs> That's not my color. Hopefully it's Sarah's. <laughs> um, so then going back to anonymity in that long ass sentence. Um, while anonymity deals with the completely unidentifiable, identif- identifiable invisibility, which includes preventing access to gender, weight, age, occupation, ethnic origin, and residential location proves a key concept since faceless YouTubers generate a bond with their audience through this selective discourse. Dude, if someone could not comment on my gender, my weight, or my age, that would be like the trifecta. That's what it is, is a selective disclosure. We disclose everything. Yeah. So um, some faceless content creators can lose their anonymity. Um, so anonymous influencers may well hold a fear that once their face is out there, some of the magic is gone. Mm. You know, if we do find out that Corpse is Michael Sarah with a voice filter, I actually would be like really disappointed. I would cheer and laugh <laughs> and giggle. Yeah. Corpse himself has said he will never live up to the expectations his fans have set for him. Wait, that also would suck. Is like people have created this vision of what he looks like in their yeah. head. And what if he's too hot? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be, you know, like the like the mass singer or something like that. Like, what if that would actually hurt my fucking soul if I, you know, did what Corpse did and I was just a funny person. And then I showed my face and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Ugh. And, you that know, break my fucking heart. Like, as a woman, it, you lose either way. You're either really yeah. funny, you show your face, and you're ugly, and it's like, oh, makes sense. Or you're really funny, yeah. you show your face, and you're hot, and it's like, oh, fuck this slutty bitch, because people hate yeah. beautiful women. If you're a man, yeah. it's a win-win. If you're an ugly, funny dude, mm-hmm. you're going to get a girlfriend. If you're a funny, hot dude, you're going to get a girlfriend. It's like, yeah. When do I? When do I get the girlfriend? When does Sarah Shower get the girlfriend? Guys, please hit her a line. Um, So, Corpse himself has said he'll never live up to the. Oh, that's so sad, which partly contributes to his decision not to do a face reveal. But in all likelihood, anonymity is just one part of what makes Corpse Corpse. Uh, Yeah. And then what makes Dream Dream? And Dream is a huge YouTuber with like 29 million subscribers. You don't know what he looks like or they look like. And then judging by the love of their fans and their commitment to what they do, their real faces should never be shown mm-hmm. and are probably far less important than they believe. I also know, like, it's crazy. Um, I follow a couple people who are, like, sex workers who have children. And a lot of people, we're going to talk about, like, family, like, vloggers in, like, the future. But to protect their children's anonymity, they never include their child's face, yeah. which is really interesting as well. And I don't think that they're going to show their child's face until that child can say out loud that they'd like to be on the Internet. Right. And I think that that's a really cool way to do like faceless content because they still are in their content, but they're not being shown. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking yeah. to um, Ethan Klein about this when I went on the H3 podcast and I was like, 
you've got kids. Have you and Ela talked about, you know, are you going to put them on camera? And he was like, no. And he'll like sometimes like if it's a funny TikTok or whatever, like if it's a facial filter or something, he'll do that. But it's not like that level of family vlogging where it's like, it's McKinley Breeley's seventh birthday. What are we doing today? And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, like so clearly set up and cringe and like perform or like when the kids are crying and they're like, oh, they're crying. And it's like they put the camera in yeah. their fucking face. It's like, it's not that. That is, I can't wait for that episode. We're going to go in. Yeah, I guarantee there's in like five to 10 years, there's going to be laws where like children can sue. And I feel like a bunch of like family video channels, oh, yeah. they're just, yeah, they document their child's lowest, but this is another topic for another day. But there are examples of faceless content creators. We have been talking about corpse pretty heavily, but then I was thinking drill is my faceless Twitter content creator, which yeah. is actually pretty impressive to be a content creator just on Twitter exclusively. Yeah. Um, probably the poorest <laughs> content creator there is. Definitely. Twitter comedians is a, it's a thankless job. Yes. <laughs> people Fair. steal your shit and then they put it in a TikTok video yep. where people just point to the screenshot. <laughs> Twitter comedians have very this? minimal ROI return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so like, it's so sad how you have to advertise. Like you'll have a tweet blow up and then you'll respond to that tweet with like, does anyone want to buy a vibrator? Use my code, yeah. you know, Sarah for 20% off your, it's like, dude, that's such a sad way to advertise. It really is. If you like this one, you're going to love the next mm, vibrator <sighs> that my friends at da -da -da are selling. Go check them out. That's so, it really is pitiful because you're limited on Twitter. At least on TikTok, you can be creative, yeah. da -da -da. a YouTube integration. You can be creative, have fun with it. Twitter, you have what? 280 characters get it out you're done yeah and you have to post the link sucks yes it's humiliating um another one i want to briefly mention which a lot of people might know is dream he's a minecraft youtuber he kind of like revolutionized mm -hmm. minecraft content he was one of the fastest growing youtube channels of all time nine million subscribers in nine months oh my god he must be really good at minecraft he's like the best at minecraft um stanley included some little comments he goes so hard i'll never forget his boat play he's legendary he also has this like smp server and other minecraft stuff you guys wouldn't understand smh is what stanley said <laughs> and you're right dude imagine being so funny that nine million people follow you in nine months without showing your face <laughs> yeah Imagine, dude, he must be really fucking good at Minecraft. Yeah, dude. I actually don't understand. We need to get really good at something like that. I'm going to get really good at um, uh, Rock Band. I am really good at Rock Band. Yeah. I'm just going to start uploading it. Yeah, do that. I'm pivoting to Legos. I'm yeah. getting really good at Legos. We're re-strategizing, team. <laughs> but um, I don't think I'll ever be as big as Dream with Legos. It'd be like cream. Then um, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> on, that, on that note, I think we pretty much covered all the bases, right? We did. 
Um, I am I am jealous, but I understand that they have their own individual issues as well. Sure. And I can't even imagine like the pressure to like reveal your face. And if you do, like, would you let people down? That would be yeah. really, really upsetting. You know what else we didn't even really talk about is like the sort of cognitive dissonance of playing a character, this anonymous character online, and then having your real personal life. To us, that sounds nice. You know, like, yeah. I always equate it back to drag. You know, like, you can take, you can wipe the makeup off, take the wig off. That is a character that you, it's yeah. it's you, but you put that on. Or rather, it comes yeah. out when you put that, you know, yeah. costume on. For us, there is no delineation. Which one is worse and which one is better? Yeah. I think that it's, there isn't an answer. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's crazy to think about like how drag really just transform. Like even if like right now I'm not wearing makeup, but when I put makeup on, I feel like a completely different Me person. Too. Me I too. can only imagine like how drag would just take you to like the next level. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I, it's like, it's impossible to like decide which one has it worse. I mean, there are definitely like pros and cons to either. Yeah. It's just, yeah. We've talked to Trixie about it because Trixie films videos for her YouTube channel, both in and out of drag. Like people know her out of drag as brian she's yeah. open about that um but at the same time she's very very honest and forthcoming because she's a comedian first and foremost and she's very you know observant yeah. and tells it like it is that trixie is not a real person like trixie mattel is not yeah. real corpse husband is not yeah. real you know like these are made up fictional online characters that people play well trixie's not only online but you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's something that she created and it's an extension of herself. When people try to cancel or attack or can you speak up about this? Da, da, da. No, my character can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's people are delusional. We, we are delusional online. And I feel like we need to kind yeah. of <laughs> come back to, to ground zero and like really remember what it is we're doing here. We're just entertaining each other. Yeah. You need to reel it in. Yeah. I think since, like, everyone's um, integration into, like, social media was different, like, eventually, like, in the future, like, 40 years from now, when everyone will have always existed with social media. Oh, my God. Besides people who are, like, 80. I think that there's going to be, like, people are going to be more understanding and there's going to be, like, actual, like, rules that people abide by and, like, how to talk to people and, like, what you, how you should establish, like, expectations. Yeah. I think that that's coming around. That's a great point. Yeah. We really are in like the revolutionary period of the internet. It's the Wild West. I always say yeah. that. People don't fucking know what we're doing online. And it's yeah. the worst There's of the worst. Be so many. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think about like how it's changed over like the years. YouTube comments used to be absolutely foul. Yes. Like rancid. And that's changed. And I feel like that that's going to change on every single platform. Yeah. I mean, like it's just a matter of time as you know, people under even assholes will eventually understand like formalities about the internet and what you should and shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, you think about people don't post offensive things anymore because they know that they could not get into college. Right. So like it's right. a, it even, even, yeah, even normal people are like abiding by content creators rules now because that will affect your real life. Wow. So crazy times. You kids are so crazy. What we're doing online, it's just real, real wild out there. I think everybody should just be safe. And, uh, you know, uh, God bless you. And, and we thank you a lot for joining. And 
We love you guys. Be sure to like and subscribe. Turn the notification bell on. <laughs> I love you as an individual. If you're listening to this, I'm speaking only to you. Only to you. And you know it's who you, you are. you and I. You know exactly <laughs> who you are and what we've done and where we've been. Exactly. What we've been and through together. And you know together. that if your car ever... Yeah. We've been... We've known each other for years now. And I am your best friend. All right, guys. Well, um, we are not best friends, but we are friends through the internet. Please not be creepy. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the COVID episode it's of Violating Community Guidelines. Thanks for hanging with us and bearing with us next week. Mm-hmm. We'll be better. <laughs> it will be. We promise. All right. Bye, guys. I got to Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.